Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chief. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Every thought you think gives rise to a set of vibrations in the cells of our body. Now, if you listen to my show very much, you do know that I have been studying energy since 1988 when Dr. Deepak Chopra entered the international scene and reminded us that Einstein had said that all of life is a mass of energy vibrating in an immense void. But Dr. Chopra took this one step farther to help us realize that as a human being, we are a mass of energy vibrating in a body. (laughs) That mass of energy that we are is held together by our skin. So inside of our skin suit, our body has more than 350,000 systems working in there, all vibrating together. (laughs) I mean, some of these systems you're familiar with are the circulation system, respiratory system, elimination system, your adrenals, your hormones, the lymph nodes, your glands, (laughs) your skeletal system, your muscles and tendons. And you know what, if you did go go to Google and look up just one of these systems, you would get so much information. It would take days and days and days to try to, to read all of it, much less try to understand it. A lot of the information would just be long mathematical mathematic equations. <laughs> you ought to see the process that our body goes through just to breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. What it does with it, what it gets the oxygen and how it uses the carbon dioxide before it breathes it out. I mean, it's to me, it's just fascinating. But you know what? Our body just goes about doing its business every day, doing all of its operations, working along the meridians of all of the energy systems while we're busy doing our job or being with our family or having some fun, exercising, and even sleeping. Have you told your body lately, thank you, body, for doing all of this for me every day? Now, my opening said, every thought gives rise to a set of vibrations that are operating within all the cells of our body. Every thought. So not only is the body taking the food that we eat and using it to operate all of these systems, our body is also hearing 
and listening to all of the thoughts we think. So those thoughts are commingled with the food that we eat, and it's all of that is sent all around and all through all the systems of our body. Okay, so now I just want to share with you what happened this last week inside of my daughter's body. Now, nine years ago, she and her husband were divorced. Her husband had had an incident with a 15-year-old girl who hung around the horse barn where my daughter and he had their horses. And we we will never, ever really know what happened because, uh, well, we just won't. But the 15-year-old girl said he had sex with her, so he was arrested on the power of just her word only. I mean, he said he didn't. She said he did. So he was arrested. And her report of it was after the fact, so there was no physical proof. And supposedly our system of justice says that you're innocent until you're proven guilty, but his attorney told him to take a plea bargain because the attorney said that there was no jury in the entire country that would find him innocent once that that 15-year-old girl got on the stand and cried and carried on about it. And otherwise, the attorney said he was going to go to jail for six to eight years. So my daughter's husband did the plea bargain, bargain, did not have to go to jail, but part of the plea bargain is that he is a registered sex offender and can only live in certain areas and work in certain places. So this cost him his excellent and very well-paying job as a union electrician because the electric company he had worked for for all these years did a lot of work for the city and the county building and maintaining the public schools. So he had to become an independent contractor and get jobs as best as he can, uh, and that has greatly impacted his earnings. And because he just can't live anywhere, uh at the divorce, he and my daughter agreed to not sell the house and split the equity so he could stay living there. And my daughter moved to another state where she had a good job offer. Now, the divorce decree said that he had 10 years to buy her out of her equity in the house, and if he doesn't, the house is then to be sold and the equity split. Well, it's been nine years. And apparently he still isn't in any position to buy her out. So what does he do? He lets the house go into foreclosure. Now, we can't figure out why he he just didn't put the house up for sale because all he would have to do was to let my daughter know and they could decide to sell the house together. But I guess he thought that since he couldn't buy her out that that was that and so they would just lose the house. But see, this isn't clear thinking. It's it's thinking that something is true that isn't true. A divorce decree can be amended. A new agreement can be reached. Nothing is set in stone. If you only just get one thing out of this broadcast today, 
if you feel like you're between a rock and a hard place and all is lost, this is not true. There is always a door that can be opened. There is always a way out. Okay, so the mortgage company didn't have my daughter's new address, and the law firm. So the law firm that was handling the foreclosure for the mortgage company was publishing locally, in order to satisfy the requirement for her to be notified, which of course she didn't see because she's in another state. And then finally, he texted her and told her. Well, she immediately contacted the law firm and told them that she did not have have notice. And she set up a suspension of the proceedings temporarily while everyone decided what to do. He was six months behind in his payments and had almost $3,000 attached to this in attorney's fees. Well, long story short, together we all came up with the money and got the foreclosure dismissed. But this trashed his credit and also trashed my daughter's uh, excellent credit. And so now the possibility of him being able to buy her out is practically null and void. How could he get a refinance on the loan? And and except for that eternal, uh, there is that eternal spiritual principle that nothing is set in stone and there's always a way out. And that way out might be me because I could buy the house and then rent it to him. So once the foreclosure was dismissed, and now that the mortgage company has my daughter's information, she is now to be notified immediately if he doesn't make the payment. So in 30 days, she gets a call from the mortgage company that he hasn't made the payment, the very first payment he's supposed to make after all of this was bailed out, after we paid all that money to release the foreclosure, and he's so thankful and so grateful, and I promise, I promise, I'll never let this happen again. I promise I will make the payments right on time. I promise, I promise, I promise, and he misses the very first payment due. And at this point, the floodgates broke loose, and all of the rage and anger and hurt that my daughter had suffered through this whole affair, just flooded all the systems of my body, my daughter's body. <clears throat> and all of those thoughts exploded throughout all the cells of her body like a finale of a fireworks show. And she had an attack of meningitis that almost killed her. Now, her first and second attacks of meningitis was when she was married to this husband because their relationship was a constant toxic blend of bad stuff that both of them had brought from their old relationships. And so she began to know that she couldn't stay in this marriage. And then the event happened with the girl at the barn, and that was it. And she fled to the safety of a new job and a new home in a different state. Now, hindsight would say that she should have had the house sold, the money split, and who cares if he had a place to live or not. He had made his bed, and he should lay in it. But there also was the idea of the house continuing to appreciate, and she saw it kind of like 
you know, a magic savings account for the future. And the house has continued to appreciate. And there's a good equity in it now. So, of course, the mortgage company was really interested in it because they could take it and sell it and they would make the money for themselves. I think mortgage companies have people on their staff who just look for houses like this. And a person who's behind in their payments and there's a good equity in in the home, that's a win-win situation for a mortgage company. <sighs> These toxic thoughts that were released as she faced this situation again, all of those original toxic thoughts that she had buried all of it way down deep inside of her, like, oh, I've got to get this over. I've got to get myself free of it. And now here it was happening all over again. And she texted me and she said, I am so infuriated with him, Mom. And then that night her body went into a relapse because it just could no longer hold the thoughts anymore. And it began to release the toxic waste that was stored in it and she thought she was going to die. And she said she cried out to God and what felt like a raging fever sweeping through her body finally broke and she went into a full body sweat and finally was able to go to sleep. But she's still recuperating and her body is very, very weak. She can just about go to work and come home and go straight to bed. Well, he finally made the payment. But now we have the stress of this month. Will he make the payment this month? I told my daughter, I said, you just can't keep going through this every month. You just need to quick claim that house over to him and be done with it. Get your name off of it. Get yourself free and clear of all of this. Just let go of the money. Let go of everything. It's not worth it. So a thought is a thought form is a living entity of intense activity that's connected to a story of an event. And whether that story is good or toxic, the thoughts about this story are stored in the cells of our body. And we are constantly responding to these thoughts, whether we're aware of it or not. And that thought form is either creating energy for us or draining us of our energy. And if you have old thought forms stored up in your body, you know, stuff that's happened in the past that you've buried down deep inside of you, before your body reaches that point where it's just going to have to release it and perhaps create a do-or-die situation for you, why not just quick claim it out? A quick claim deed releases you of all responsibility. A quick claim deed says, I'm out of here. I get a newsletter from a magician named Jeff McBride once a month. He performs in Vegas, Jeff McBride. 
in this month, he reminded us. I've come to the realization that I don't have to believe everything that I think. My mind is brilliant and tells lots of stories and remembers things from the past and makes plans for the future. And it can be very wise, but it can be a terrible distraction. And when I find that my mind is not acting like my best friend, I remember that I have a choice. When my mind is dragging me out of the moment into regrets of the past or fears of the future, I have an option. I can use my energy to get back into the present moment, the moment where I actually am, where I'm alive and breathing in and out in this moment, and I can choose to use my eyes to look around and notice what I'm seeing and use my ears to be aware of what I'm hearing. And I can notice the taste inside of my mouth and the scents and the air around me and the sensations that I feel. I can notice how I am breathing. And I can choose to deepen my inhales and lengthen my exhales. And now my mind is clear in the here and now. And as I inhale, I am sending good vibrations out all through all the systems of my body. And as I exhale, I am signing my name to that quick claim deed that releases out all of the old toxic waste of the past. Actually, you know, the whole universe is breathing in and out. And our cellular respiration, our breathing in and out, affects the mitochondria of the cells of our body, which is what keeps that cell full of energy. And this isn't chemistry. This can't be put into an equation and balanced out. It's variable by its very nature, which is why you just can't take a purple pill and make everything better. You can take medications to mask systems, but the secret to having more energy is to clear out the cells, all the cells of our body, of all the toxic waste of the past. And then all of our cells can work together today, free and clear, without any hindrances, and produce a full supply of energy for us to do what we really want to do. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course. 
at www.weddingofficientschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world.